Hello and welcome to Unbeknownst, a disability podcast. I'm your host, Bello Miguel Cipriani. Fashion designer and filmmaker Tom Ford once said, real fashion change comes from real changes in life. Everything else is just decoration. This quote always resonated with me, but held more meaning once I became blind. After losing my sight, I went through a major clothing purge. Like Ford had said, these clothes had become decoration and lacked function for me. My new clothes needed to give me room for my legs and arms to stretch so I could do mobility. When I'm walking out with my cane, I could stretch my foot out with no problem to test for the, the curbsides. I now needed big pockets. Once I lost my sight, I had the need for all these adaptive devices. I now had a braille display, which gave me the braille version of what's on the computer monitor. I had a smartphone, I had a color identifier that read the color of different things and I used it for clothing. And so all these devices needed to fit in my pocket. But while my needs had changed as far as function, I didn't want to give up fashion. So my quest for accessible fashion began. Historically, the fashion industry hasn't been kind to people with disabilities. In fact, up until Tommy Hilfiger released their adaptive clothing line in 2016, most fashion brands ignored the disability community altogether. Luckily, people like Stephanie Thomas were working hard to change that narrative. I'm Stephanie Thomas, and I'm a disability fashion styling expert. For more than two decades, Stephanie has been advocating for accessible fashion. Here she is remembering the moment her advocacy began. I was actually attending college and I was participating in Miss America pageant system contest and I won the contest at my college and I was introduced to a pageant coach. And my pageant coach was married to a man who actually was a wheelchair user. And so she noticed that I never buttoned my left cuff and she was very prim, proper, buttoned up. Ann Higgins was her name. And she would always say, why do you not button that left cuff? It drives me crazy. And I was like, I don't know. And then I looked at my right hand and it dawned on me because I don't have a right thumb. Those buttons are really small. And so that's why I wouldn't button it. And so she said, have you ever thought about making clothing for people with disabilities your pageant platform. And so that's where it was birthed for me. And it went from pageant to extreme hobby to my life's work. Stephanie has always had to adapt brands and clothing line to her needs, from shirts to shoes. I'm a congenital amputee. So not only do I have one thumb, but I was born missing toes. So I have to basically be a stylist for myself. I've been doing that since I've been dressing myself. While positive body image messaging began to float around in the media in the early 2000s, it didn't really include people with disabilities. In 2003, I'm done with graduate school. I'm a reporter producer. I'm home from the office. I'm watching Oprah and she's like, we're going to have a fashion show with all body types. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I sat on the couch in anticipation and to my dismay, it didn't include people with disabilities. And so I just picked up the phone. I started calling anyone that would listen. Every major designer that I could think of, I called. Let's put some things into perspective. The Americans with Disabilities Act was passed and became law in 1990. So while people with disabilities could now access the buildings that housed all the retail shops, 
The shelves and racks were filled with inaccessible clothing. I was annoyed. Like, I I want to sound like I was more diplomatic, but it was really annoying to me personally because at that moment I felt invisible. I felt like, oh, my money's good. You know, the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed in 1990, so people with disabilities can get into the stores, but we can't get any retail real estate space. I just knew I felt invisible, and I felt like that that was not okay. I shouldn't have to feel this kind of shame because salespeople don't understand what it's like for congenital amputees like me to have to have a certain need in, you know, my shoes and be able to understand that without treating me like I'm icky or something's wrong with me because my feet look different. Fast forward to 2019. Stephanie has channeled her frustration and personal experiences to bring about change. Stephanie now runs Curatable, a successful disability fashion consulting business. She has worked with some of the biggest names in fashion, like Nike and Zappos, and has also developed a system to help people with disabilities shop for clothes. Everything that I pull, is it accessible, easy to put on and take off with or without a dresser? Is it smart? Is it medically safe? And is it fashionable? Does it work for their body type, lifestyle, and do they love it? The internet, and more precisely, social media, have now given people with disabilities a voice. It's now common to see wheelchair users, amputees, and people with various prosthetics post their fashion frustrations on Facebook and Twitter. You can also see their fashion adaptations on Instagram and YouTube. This new wave of awareness has helped pave the way for a new type of designer. I'm Billy Price, co-founder of Billy Footwear. Billy is a leading voice in the accessible fashion movement. When he was a freshman in college, he fell out of the third-story window at his fraternity's house and broke his neck and back. Um, We can definitely deduce what happened because when I was found outside, uh, later on, you know, the pieces were, the piece of the puzzle started getting put together by, you basically, my, my fraternity brothers. Because where I was, I was laying on the entryway sidewalk going to the house and if you look straight up, you could see that the gutter on the third floor was bent. And you could see that the dormer window directly above that was wide open. The rehabilitation that followed the spinal cord injury tested Billy's body and mind. It also served as a catalyst for a shoe company. One of the things that eluded me along the whole journey, and this started way back in rehab at UW, I learned how to dress myself again. But the one article of clothing that I just... I just wasn't able to tackle were my shoes. And there just really wasn't anything on the market that uh, allowed me to independently put my shoes on. That was the one article of clothing that I, I just was not able to do. I mean, they had, they had solutions out there, like medical type solutions that I guess could work, but they looked different. And uh, I just did not want to be looking different. Billy graduated with a degree in engineering, launched a successful career with the Federal Aviation Administration, and started a family. Yet, he continued to look for a shoe that would give him more independence. It was at a holiday party where Billy reconnected with an old childhood friend named Darren Donaldson, and the idea for Billy Footwear took off. I I told him, I said, you know what? If you put a zipper in a shoe that goes on the outside and around the toe, which in an unzipped position allows the whole upper of the shoe to fold over so you could drop your foot in unobstructed, I bet if there was a solution like that, I would be able to put my shoes on again by myself. And Darren already had the contacts in place from his own shoe project. 
So it turned into a, sure, let's give that a shot. It's interesting how that one little casual conversation inevitably turned out to be the, the moment in time where we started a company. And then later on, we started doing business as Billy Footwear. And um, it's turned into a much, much bigger, bigger thing. So Billy had found a business partner and developed an idea for a new shoe line. However, finding support from an investor in the business world proved to be hard. He was told that creating a shoe line that was both stylish and adaptive couldn't be done. I was just kind of blown away by that. I mean, like, why do you have to choose between adaptive or non-adaptive? Why can't you change the game? Why can't you dissolve that line between the two realms? And uh, to say it hasn't been done, it's like, my gosh, it's like everything that Everything that's ever been done at one point was never done. So how can you say, how can you say no to something that hasn't been, it hasn't been done? It's like, well, well, shoot, maybe we're the ones that were supposed to do it. Billy Footwear created their first prototype in 2015 and have since become a major brand. From us basically starting to develop our brand um, and getting the word out there, it's turned into a big grassroots movement through social media. A lot of people started hearing about the brand. And now we have retail partners that are reaching out. So we're in Nordstrom, we're in Kids Foot Locker. Zappos has been incredibly supportive. Macy's Finish Line just picked us up recently. So that's exciting. Journeys, I mean, all these people are reaching out. It's just been a fun ride. Innovation often comes from the need to solve a problem. As we've seen with both Stephanie and Billy, disability definitely can present a set of obstacles. Yet, it can also serve as a spark for innovation. Unbeknownst was produced by Jeff Large with help from Maggie Fisher. It was edited by Ryan Sini and Ryan Hobbler. Special thanks to guests Stephanie Thomas from Curatable and Billy Price from Billy Footwear. You could learn more about our guests or hear more episodes at unbeknownstpodcast.com. That's unbeknownstpodcast.com. I am your host, Bello Miguel Cipriani. And remember, no matter your circumstance, there's no bigger disability than a closed mind and a cold heart. <laughs>